Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kimisha Lucier, and I'm so glad that you're here. We're so glad to be a part of your walk with Jesus Christ, and we're so glad to be your brother and sister in Christ. My beloved is here, and we are excited for this episode. It's Lab Day! Yay! And in this lab, we are going to do a a breakout session and... Um, get into some, a slightly different perspective during this lab. Um, but we'll talk about that in just one second. Let's open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you. Father, we always honor you. We always glorify your name and exalt you, Jesus Christ, over everything, over all things. Your name is greater and you are the great I am. Lord, we thank you for helping us, strengthening us where we're weak with the strength, the help, and the aid, and the life that you provide. We thank you that you are the light unto our path. You are direction for our feet, and you make all things work together according to your will and your good purpose and your plan for us, your children, your brothers and sisters, and as you see fit, and as we believe in you and partake of your life. Lord, we thank you for protecting us. We thank you for keeping us and being with us wherever we go and that we're always in your presence. We love you, Lord. We bless your name. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So, okay, today in this breakout session, um, this lab number six, it is. Lab number six. Okay. Um, we are going to take communion. So if you have a moment, you don't have any communion elements, pause it right here and go grab some bread and some water, juice, whatever you have available. And we're going to take communion a little bit later in this episode. Amen. Amen. So honey, did you have something you wanted to say to get us started? Well, I would say this. <clears throat> Communion, as we're going to go over it in this lab, is not what you're going to find the traditional religious <laughs> aspects of communion. Right? When we take communion, let's understand something. The Lord is present with us in the room. He's always with he, us. He's always with us. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. So he's always there in our midst. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing with it is communion in this manner, and as it pertains to God's warriors, right, is taken, A, to remember his death, burial, and resurrection, mm -hmm. and what he did for us mm -hmm. on the way to the cross and on the cross especially, but also taken to remind us and encourage us to move forward along the destiny track that he has set for us, each and every one individually. Amen. Where many times that often gets lost, it, as in our response and how we are, I'll say, required to move forward with the Lord. Amen. We just kind of memorialize the event, but the event was there, and I mean... The Lord's death, his burial, and his resurrection was there to prompt us forward, to redeem us from death, sin, and the curse, and now for us to continue as he is our pattern example and showed us the way. 
Amen. So as we're building our, our strength and learning about how to become warriors for God or God's warriors, and we're training up to become that elite force, understand that communion is actually a part of your armor. If you look over at Ephesians chapter six, it lists a <laughs> list of the, the armor that we have, right? Amen. And no communion is not listed there, but the shield of faith is. And communion, taking communion, is a way to build our faith and give it a boost and strengthen it so that we're more effective because taking communion is to um, fellowship with the Lord and partake of his blood and his body. And it's also to focus us back in on Jesus, on the power that's in his blood, the power that's in what suffering he took on our behalf, and the power that's in his resurrection. It's to cause us to remember him and all that he's done and draw us near. So we're going to take a look at the word of God in a a variety of places, but we're going to start off in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and then we're going to walk through these other parts, and then we'll take communion a little bit later in the episode. Amen. Okay. All right. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it begins in verse 23, and it says, For I received from the Lord that which I delivered, excuse me, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup out also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason... Many among you are weak and sick, and a number sleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord so that we will not be condemned along with the world. Amen. Amen. And um, we'll come back and talk about this one. Will you go ahead and read Luke for us and then take us over um, to Matthew as well? Absolutely. You'll find it in Luke 22. It actually begins in verse 14. It says, When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and said to them, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup which is poured out for you 
is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with mine on the table. Okay, and then let's go to Matthew. And that would be found in Matthew chapter 26, where it says, oh, starting in verse 26. Thank you. Where it says, while they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Amen. So the blood and the body of our Lord and Savior has a specific application. When we look back at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're told to remember him, right? Remember our Lord and Savior and remember what he did, that his body was broken for us and that his blood was shed for us and that his blood also represents a new covenant. And that as often as we do it, we are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. Then he says in verse 29, uh, 28 and 29 uh, and 30. um, But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. So typically, when we've learned about this in church, it's really been about forgiveness. Now, that is absolutely important because the Lord said, if we won't forgive, neither will the Father forgive us. Absolutely. And unforgiveness is repugnant to the Lord, and it is a hindrance and a block to us receiving the blessings and benefits of the Lord. It actually um, separates us from him because it's a refusal to obey what he's already said to us, which is to love your enemies and uh, bless those who curse you, forgive your neighbor, forgive your brother, etc., so that we can be like our Father in heaven. So this absolutely matters to him. And there's additional application that we need to see here as well. When David wrote Psalm 23, he described him being in troubled situations, Mm -hmm. but God was always with him. And then he also describes the table that the Lord set before him in the presence of his enemy enemies. That table was the table of provision for everything that he needed. Everything that the Lord had provided was on the table. And if you look back, you notice that the the food or what was on the table, and food just represents provision, that would Amen. be healing would be included, um, financial provision, relationship restoration, everything healing, I mean, everything, anything, not just filling of the stomach, because God knows that we're more than our stomachs, right? And and who knows what you need more than the Lord who provides it before you even know you have need of it. Exactly. And he talks about a cup that runs over. Mm -hmm. So what was on the table, David himself had to pick up and apply. The the resource didn't levitate to David's (laughs) mouth or to his hands. It didn't just 
come to him, he had to go get it and apply it. God made it available, but he had to be present and apply it to his own life. Mm -hmm. So that's an application for taking communion. In the blood of Jesus, we mentioned this, um, that there's a purpose that it fulfilled. And it was for the remission of our sins, for the, the blood specifically is what redeems us from sin, but it also draws a barrier and a blockade around us. And as I said, this is part of our weapon system in the kingdom of God and us being elite war warriors, but it's not often applied in this way. Mm -hmm. um, the, his body was also broken for us to take care of um, discipline and our healing. So let's look at Isaiah. Oh, let's see. You'll find it in Isaiah 53 um, verse five, but you'll also find it in second Peter two twenty four. Um, and we'll just read the second Peter two twenty four. but please go back and look at Isaiah um, so that you can read out the fullness of the scripture and then come back and read it in, in Peter as well. Second Peter, no, first Peter, I'm sorry, two twenty four. And it says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So if you can imagine this, all of the, the healing that you need is on that table that David, David described. And then he also said, the Lord said this in Luke 4, verses 18 and 19. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. All these things are on the table that he's prepared before you and that he has poured into your cup. It's available to you, but you need to apply it. And when we come before the Lord to receive communion in his presence, we are not only fellowshipping with him, but we can bring that area that we need specific relief in to, to bear and to bring it under the blood and to apply what he's already done in that, that mm -hmm. area. And as I mentioned before, Taking communion boosts your faith when you apply it in this way. Amen. So when they said that he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. We've talked about in the most recent um, podcast episodes about long life and that God has provided that for you. That's included in what Jesus did with his his sinless life, his death on the cross and being raised again, the shedding of his blood, the bruising for our chastisement, short life was included with that. So that means on the opposite side, we have long life in him. And we spent a great deal of time going through the scriptures to see what God actually said about it. So now we have to appropriate or apply what he's already done. And when we sit down to take communion, we should not only come and forgive others and ask for forgiveness of our sins, but don't just stop there because your life is more than sin and not sin. <laughs> your life needs, you need deliverance. You might need um, to be free from oppression. You might need to um, 
have a mended heart. If you've been sad or broken in your life in some area, you might need relief from poverty. You might need, um, who knows? You know what I mean? God knows. The Lord knows what your needs are. Exactly. I mean, there's so, so many things. we can't things. list them all here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the Lord knows. And when you come before him and you, you come in his presence and you take communion over that thing, it allows you to release your faith if you do it correctly and you to receive help and a flow of life in that particular area. So we're judging that the body of Christ is enough to take care of our needs when we come before the Lord frequently to take communion and we take it in the manner that applies his blood, his life and his body to every aspect of our life. And we, the Lord is not a God of religion. And this is what I mean by that. He doesn't want to be set up on the shelf for a special occasion, you know, break glass in case of emergency. That's the only time that you're calling upon him is when you feel like things have gone drastically wrong and you've done all that you can do in your natural power. And now you're calling on Jesus as a last resort. We are to come to him first, especially, especially those of us who are warriors, because we know that our power rests in him and we are using his power right? To do the work that he's called us to do, to fight the good fight of faith and to um, have dominion as he told us to have it. Amen. And understand he's always in our midst. We are always always in his midst. Uh, uh, Yes. (laughs) Amen. Amen. He also tells us, right? He's that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Glory to God. So long before the situation occurred or the circumstances occurred that you find yourself in that may be trouble, know he's already there ready, willing, and able to move on your behalf. Amen. That's his desire. That table of showbread had an elevated spot on it. Well, that's that was a boundary. It's a protection, a wall of protection, which the Lord is that as well, right? Doesn't he announce that? I, I want to say it's in Zephaniah. Might be Zechariah. I think it's Zechariah too, where he talks about the Lord is... Uh, concerning Israel. Well, mm. wait, there is Israel as in the nation, but there is also Israel as in those that have chosen the Lord to be their God, and they are his people. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are also counted in, grafted in, as a seed of Abraham and as part mm-hmm. of Israel. Now, along with that, it talks about how there will be no walls because the Lord will be the wall of fire Amen. that protects them. Well, that's who he is to you now, today, also. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, Do you remember when the Lord would say um, in the Old Testament, he would say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the Lord who delivered you out of Egypt with an Mm -hmm. outstretched arm. I am the God who brought you through the wilderness and brought you into a good and prosperous land. And God would say these things over and over And it was like, you know, sometimes if you don't know God's character and his nature, it sounds like, God, why are you stuck on repeat? Say something different. Say something new. But there's a reason why he kept saying that was because he wanted them to remember and to release their faith in the present time because they remembered his faithfulness in the past. And they wanted him and God wanted them to release their faith in the moment that they were facing so that they could access and appropriate his help that was already there for them. So The Lord wants us to remember him. In Isaiah 43, um, let's see, what verse is that? 
Also, it wasn't in the book of Zechariah, chapter 2. Oh, okay. Uh, verse 5 says, uh, For I declare, says the Lord, um, yeah, for I declare, the Lord will be a wall of fire around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. Amen. Amen. Um, so if you read Isaiah 43, 26, the word says, put me in remembrance. This is the Lord talking to his people. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Now, he wasn't saying this because he had forgotten, but he wanted them to come and use their faith to access the help that he had already provided. So the Lord wants us to come to him in the same way as well. And we talked about in the episodes prior to lab number four, the fact that Jesus came and died once for all. He's mm -hmm. not making separate trips to the earth to die individually for, for each human that needs him and to die separately for each event that you need his help for. That is not what he's done. But he said, apply and appropriate. That means to t say, this is the square piece that the Lord provided and it goes with the square whole mm -hmm. right that's appropriation that's taking it and going okay this is what it's for and putting it in its place applying it to your life or you could think of it as applying an ointment to your body if you you know your elbows a little bit dry you might need some lotion <laughs> apply the <laughs> lotion to the area of your body that is dry and that needs it well the blood of jesus should be applied to not only our entire body but our entire life and think of it in that way. <laughs> when he poured the oil down Aaron's beard, it went from his head. It went all the way Amen. down to his feet. That's what the Lord wants us to do is apply his um, His blessing and his benefit through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ to, to everything in our to life. To our spirit, soul, and body. Amen. And that includes your finances. That includes your children. That includes your home. That includes your workplace. That includes whatever it is that you need. And the word says he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So if, if it's, it has to do with life and it has to do with godliness, you can take communion on it. <laughs> so this is drawing us near to the Lord and boosting our faith. And that's a part of our armor. So this is something that I want you to spend some time meditating on with the Lord and let this get down in your spirit. Do not feel um, shy about this or like you're not qualified to take communion on your own because God is the God who created you. He loves you. Um, he wants to fellowship with you and he's provided a way and access. So Fellowshipping with the Lord through communion should become a regular part of your life and something that you mm -hmm. are comfortable doing because this is you getting to know him and this is your intimacy with him. One of the methods that you're intimate, intimate with the Lord that has such great application to for you, such great outcome and benefit and blessing to you. So we're going to take communion here and you can listen to how what we're going to do. The key components is first of all, forgive. Forgive anybody that you have ought against and don't forgiveness is not, I'm going to set it on the table over there and then I'll come back and get it later after I'm out of the communion session. No, their sin is under the blood of Jesus and cast into the sin of mm -hmm. the sea of forgetfulness, just like yours is. And if you want yours to be remembered, you then go ahead and remember everybody else's. Well, I'm being facetious. I, I don't <laughs> recommend that. For don't one do second. that. Just like you want your sin to be forgiven and forgotten by God, that's the same thing you need to apply to others. Because and actually, God is, He already forgave you much. Amen. amen. I know He forgave me of I much. I sure did. Absolutely, He sure did forgive me of much. So I also, in like manner, because He is our pattern example, 
forgive others, no matter what it is that they do or say or Amen. whatever against me. Amen. And something that the, the Lord reminds me of often is, is it worth you going to hell over? The answer is no. Absolutely I don't care what they not. did <laughs> or didn't do that I thought they should. I don't care. It's not worth it. Um, but Jesus is worth my all, and he's worth me um, taking the time to honor him by putting other people's sin under the blood of Jesus and putting my own there. Amen. Also, uh, one way to another way to apply communion is to cleanse your conscience from dead works. Amen if you that. have a remembrance of your own sin, take communion over it. Um, you'll find that in Hebrews 9.14. It says, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So if there's a scene that's been replaying in your mind about something you did in the past or that something somebody else did in the past, come and take communion over it. Forgive that person and then ask God to forgive you. Know that once you ask him for forgiveness, it's done. And then receive communion over it and let it be so. Amen. Amen. Now, I also want to say this before we begin communion. I know you, honey, honey, already invited everyone to go grab their uh-huh. communion elements. And yes, typically the traditional communion elements, and there is meaning behind them, is um, some wine mm-hmm. or grape juice and some bread, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But now uh, I will say this. If you don't have those things available, it's okay. Amen. Use what you have. If it's bread and water, right? That's I right. mean, I was like a slice of bread, right? It's or a okay, or a cracker, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You, the Lord knows the thoughts and intents of the heart, Amen. and it's I, there's no difference between that and I'll say the the woman that threw in the two mites. Amen. Right, the Lord knew her heart, and He said His testimony of her was that she had given more than everyone else. Amen. So again, He's looking at not what elements you're using or, you know, um, for the communion. He's looking at what's your heart towards him. Mm-hmm. Is it one for fellowship and intimacy with our Lord and Savior? Mm-hmm. Or is it one that just checks the the religious boxes? Amen. So before we say that, I just I felt the need Amen. to say that, right? Because what happens if, if you don't have those things available ever? You're not barred from doing communion. The Amen. Lord d- desires you to be to fellowship with Him, be intimate with Him, and again, this is one of the ways Amen. that we can do that, and you can do that whenever, Amen. Regardless of what it is, the Lord knows the thoughts and intents of the heart, Amen. and what you're doing before Him, Amen. So, and again, the Lord, His blood is able to cleanse your conscience from dead works. So, don't let what you've seen traditionally happen or be in other places put a limit on you. We are free in Christ Jesus. And as you said, darling, I completely agree. As you, as you already stated, God is looking at your heart and your desire. And he is, isn't the Lord, the same one that turned water into wine. So he's a gracious <laughs> God and <laughs> Amen. all things belong to him. So we are free in that, that regard. All right. So when we do communion, we are going to jump around to some of the scriptures mm-hmm, that we've um, already talked about that mm-hmm. we've already read. So just so everybody is aware and you you have them they're listed in this episode so you can go back and and look through them but um but we're going to start with what Paul says examining ourselves right before the Lord where he says therefore whoever eats and drinks 
the bread, eats, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. So at this time, just, just take a few moments. And if you have to pause the episode, please do so. To examine your mm-hmm. heart before the Lord, repent of the things that you have to, restore, repair that mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. and just come back into divine order and alignment with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then scripture tells Amen. us, that when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Whose body you had prepared mm-hmm. to take on the sin and the weight of the world upon his shoulders all the things that we had done against you. Thank you, Jesus. We took the beatings, the scourgings, and everything. Yes, Lord. His body who bore those, those stripes by which we are healed. Yes, Lord. And we thank you, thank you for his, his willingness and his obedience towards you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Because you have given us so much through him. And we thank you and magnify you and glorify your name. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus, we esteem your body sufficient to take care of all of our needs. Whether it be healing, a sound mind, clear focus, excellent hearing, pure thoughts. Lord, we just believe and know and declare that you're enough. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. Amen. You may partake of your bread. So break it or uh, tear some piece of it off and go ahead and eat that. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For the blood that was shed mm-hmm. to redeem us from death, sin, and the curse. Thank you, Jesus. The blood that is the life's blood, but also that washes us white as snow. Thank you, Jesus. That we can come under and bring everything we've ever done, mm-hmm. all our sins, thank all you, the, Lord Jesus. the guilt, the shame that's associated with that. Thank you, Lord. And bring it and know it's covered under you and that we 
are now white as snow, our spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And we are without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Lord, that there is nothing stronger than your blood. There's no demon in hell. There's no wicked spirit that can stand against or resist your blood, Lord Jesus. So every bit of oppression, demonic and otherwise, must flee in the presence of the name and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Lord, for that redemption and that deliverance. Nothing can hold us. Amen. And Lord, we thank you again for your willingness and your obedience to the Father. Thank you, Jesus. That we can partake and remember you. And not just remember you, but remember that we are joint heirs. We have been made joint heirs Thank with you, your Jesus. son, Jesus. We are free. It's an honor and a privilege. Thank you, Lord. And further demonstrates your graciousness and your mercy towards us, your love Jesus. towards us, which is why we put our faith in you. Amen. And our hope, our future in you. Amen. And we thank you mm-hmm. and glorify and magnify your name. Thank you, Jesus. The name above every name. Yes, Lord. To which every knee will bow mm-hmm. and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, almighty name. Amen. Amen. You may drink um, the blood. <laughs> of the <laughs> cup. the cup. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for participating with us. Amen. Amen. And sharing in this communion. Well, more so with the Lord than with us. <laughs> Amen to that. We are we Amen. are thankful and joyful to be a part of it and to celebrate the intimacy with the Lord with you. Amen. Amen. So each area that you need to receive communion over it, um, take a piece of the body for that and then take the cup for that. For the sake of your mind and your your spirit and your soul being able to effectively connect and release your faith, don't try to lump it all in under one one action. You can partake of as many pieces of bread as you need to and as many drinks from the cup just so that you can release your faith effectively. Um, sometimes when we do a lump sum, we miss what we are attempting to receive because we don't remember. We haven't clearly focused on it. So for example, I took communion last night and there were about four to five things that I needed to bring before the Lord and um, receive restoration on, get some clarity of focus and um, make sure that I was walking in absolute love and forgiveness towards others. So I forgave beforehand and came before the Lord concerning that, but I took a piece of the the body For my mind, I took a piece of the body for uh, my health and well-being. I took a piece of the body for mental focus and clarity. I took a piece for the other things that I needed, and I also applied the blood of Jesus. So that way I could readily remember in my mind, like, yep, that was on the list. Yep, I put that in there. Yep, that's covered. Yep, that's been applied. The blood of Jesus has actively been applied to that area of, of my life, and now my faith is able to go forth unchecked and unhindered and the adversary can't come back and go well was this on there too no nah, no nah. get behind me satan in the name Amen. of jesus because i've already accounted for it and made sure that i was clearly focused on remembering god for this remembering god for that and i, I by god i mean our lord and savior for this and for that mm-hmm. and um so i'm encouraging you to do the same thing and make a habit of um 
applying the blood actively in the body of Jesus Christ. And, and I want you to remember, there's no limit to how often you can do this. Amen. Right? And religious mindsets, you would hear, oh, well, we do this on... Third Sunday. The third Sunday, first Sunday. The first Sunday of the month, or we do it every Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. You can do this with every meal if that's how the Lord is leading you to do, or if you just, even if you don't need any of those things. Oh, that I named. That you named. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if you don't need any of those things, if you just want to have some a time of fellowship and intimacy with you, the Jesus. Lord. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can do that as well. Amen to that. There's no Amen. limit. It's about remembering the Lord for who He is. Amen. And, and who He is in your life. Amen to that. Amen. And... The Lord wants us to be strengthened. He always wants us to stay encouraged and to have our hope and our trust firmly placed in him. That was a really good point, honey. So thank you for bringing that up. As we go on and we fight the good fight of faith and we go deeper and further into being that elite force for the Lord, there are going to be um, times that we're going, woohoo! and celebrating and feeling like we're on top of the world. And there are going to be other times that we feel like, Lord, that was a kind of a gut punch. And, you know, um, you know, I, I just imagine in my mind, David, how he came back from battle. And, you know, when he went, was it Ziglag that was burned and he had to go back and get everybody's yes. family. And they, they were out of strength. They had done all the, the extent of their natural body. They asked God first, which we should always do. But just the sheer exertion of the fight so much so that some could not go amen they were tired and um worn out but the lord was with them to strengthen them and invigorate them so we want to apply that to our life as well because we're not being elite warriors for nothing (laughs) we're gonna do the work of the lord there's a cost to it amen to that yes the 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 saying amongst you know elite warriors or special operators special forces is they do the basics well Mm mm-hmm but they also do a lot more than that. That is a very humble way to to go into all that they do. Mm-hmm. But there there's a cost to that. There, it, there's a lot of training and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that many don't know about. Amen. But it's required to be able to function in the capacity and role that they have in or at the elite levels Amen. that no one is able to compete or compare with. Amen. Amen. So this is a faith boost for you. This is connection, communion, and fellowship with the Lord and being refilled and restored by him and also being able to move forward with laser focus. Because you're doing that, but for the kingdom and kingdom work. That's right. The Lord needs you all in. (laughs) Exactly. 100%. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, We'll have another lab following this uh, to go over what we've been talking about in the previous episodes, but this is what the Lord said he wants done. And you're going to notice that we are not, um, (laughs) you ever seen a bodybuilder and they only work their arms, but then you look at their legs and they're like pencils or they only work their legs, legs, right? Or they only work their legs and their arms look like noodles. God is not that kind of builder. So he is going to build us up from the ground up, but he's going to go not in circles, but in a, um, what's it called? Like a helix. That mm-hmm. is ascending, um, yes. a circular motion. That's like when you're laying bricks, you don't just lay all the bricks on one side of the building and then go to the next side because then there's no connection and they won't be able to stand. 
So you build around starting at the ground level and you go around in circles. But Looking then you, like the DNA double helix. That's thing. right. Yes. And then you elevate the next level and then you elevate the next level. And the next and all time the supports you, in between the connecting joints and that's pieces. That's right. And, yes. So that's how God is building us. So this is not erratic. This is not strange. And even if you feel like, well, I just wanted to talk about this. That's kind of like getting one Popeye arm. And, you know, working one arm and then you're going, okay, great, send me out to battle. No, the rest of you is not ready to fight. So God is a master builder. There is nobody like him. And Everything he does is complete, perfect. It lacks nothing. And it is filled with purpose. Amen. Amen. So we love you. We'll see you back on the next episode. God bless you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.